Coming up, we dive into the Hangtown 100 weekend. Plus, we've got late model results and several news items from the weekend to talk about. Let's go. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. USAC midget season continues to draw closer to a conclusion, and we saw more shuffling for the championship over the weekend at Placerville for the final two nights of the Hangtown 100. The leader in the standings has been bouncing back and forth between Chris Windham and Buddy Kofoid, and following Thursday's action, Windham was back on top. On Friday night in the feature, it looked like he might be on his way to extending that lead, but on lap six, we saw a very rare Wyndham uh, mistake while he was out front. Into turn one, the car got sideways on him, and when he tried to correct, the engine died, and Wyndham was left stranded at the top of the racetrack. He was able to get refired and rejoin the field at the tail, but that left the door wide open for someone else to not only win the race, but also for Kofoid to come back at him in the standings. Out front, after a brief stint in the lead for Bryant Wiedemann, uh, Emerson Axum took over, and he looked good out front. The problem, though, was Kyle Larson was lurking. He started 7th and rolled the high side to perfection all the way to the front. With 9 to go, Larson snatched the lead from Axum and drove away to the $5,000 victory. Axum had to settle for 2nd, Bryant Wiedemann was 3rd, Jason McDougall 4th, and Buddy Kofoid completed the top 5. With Wyndham only getting back to 15th on the night, Kofoid jumped back out front in the championship standings, headed to Saturday's $20,000 finale. That Saturday program used a combination of event points and four more heat races to set the lineups for the night's mains. Michael Fasino, Tanner Carrick, Thomas Meserol, and Kaylee Bryson grabbed the final four feature transfer spots in the B-Main, with Corey Eliason and Carson Souza taking provisionals and Chase Elliott and Jade Avedigian getting in by way of a promoter's option. Some good drivers were definitely left on the outside looking in on Saturday night. Guys like Ryan Bernal, Ryan Robinson, Chance Crum, Mitchell Moles, Chase Randall, and others were not in the feature. In the 100 lapper, Taylor Reimer sat on the pole, but Zeb Wise was uh, quickly to the lead at the start, and he set the pace through the early laps. He stayed atop the field until Buddy Kofoy took over on lap 21 following a restart, and from there, the 67 settled in in the lead. Buddy survived multiple restarts and led through the fuel stop that was just past halfway. Late in the going, though, things started to get interesting with Kofoid and Justin Grant. A caution for a slowing Ficino with 17 to go closed the field up, and Grant was after the 67 for the lead. Into turn three, coming to 13 to go, Grant made his move, throwing a slider and then winning the drag race out of turn four. From there, it was all JG out front. He drove away to the $20,000 victory. Kofoid settled for second, Logan Seavey was third, Chris Windham fourth, and Carson Macedo completed the top five. The third place finish for Seavey secured him the $12,000 bonus for topping the Hangtown 100 event points. And even though he didn't get the victory, Kofoid was able to pad that season-long points lead now headed to Merced on Tuesday. He now tops Windham by 18 markers. Behind the leaders, it was an eventful night for Kyle Larson. He started th uh, 12th thanks to the invert, was involved in an incident on lap 11, then went to the work area. He came back out, drove all the way through the field up to 6th, then got upside down with 34 laps to go. Looked like it basically happened all by himself. He was then towed to the work area again, got repairs, rejoined, then later spun off the track with 13 laps to go. 
He finally finished the night off in 18th. It was Larson's worst finish over his previous 13 USAC midget appearances. As for Chase Elliott, he ended up Friday night 11th in a B-Main and then finished 20th in the Saturday feature after getting that promoter's option. So now two nights at Merced are on tap. The championship battle will continue, and then we'll get to see Larson and Chase Elliott not only in midgets, but also in 360 sprint cars. We'll talk about that on uh, tomorrow's show to get you ready for those two nights of racing. And some California track news from the weekend. It was announced that Larson, Brad Sweet, Colby Copeland uh, have all partnered up to take over the promotion of the Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico from current operator Dennis Gage. The three will obviously continue their racing careers, but according to the release, Sweet will oversee day-to-day operation of the track. They plan on improving the track's facilities and midway, and they also want to build the Gold Cup Race of Champions back into a premier event. The weekly divisions will also stay part of the track going forward. It's hard to be anything but excited about this announcement. Silver Dollar has such a great history in California, and it's great to see racers giving back to the community like this. Sweet has already promoted outlaw races in his career, most notably at Placerville, and Copeland has put together some outlaw kart shows, so there's no lack of experience amongst this, uh, amongst this group in putting together events and running a racetrack. For more on the announcement, visit silverdollarspeedway.com. In late model ranks over the weekend, we had a decent amount of money on the line at a few tracks, including Southern Raceway in Florida and with the Extreme Dirt Car Series in South Carolina. At Southern, Ashton Winger picked up a $5,000 win on Friday night, leading all 30 laps and topping GR Smith, Max Blair, Brandon Overton, and Josh Putnam. On Saturday, Overton came through for his 30th win of the season, pocketing 20 grand for his efforts in the King of the Sandbox finale. Max Blair, Bo Slay, Joseph Joyner, and Ryan Crane were the rest of the top five. They didn't have a ton of cars in attendance at the Sandbox, uh, and only six were running at the end of Saturday's feature. Uh, but still some good racing down there. And according to Dirt on Dirt, Overton has now won a race in each month in 2021. Uh, definitely some crazy stuff that we've seen from Overton these past two seasons. Up in South Carolina on Saturday, Ross Bales kicked off the Extreme Dirt Car Series season with a flag-to-flag victory at Lancaster Speedway, banking $10,000 in the Palmetto State 50. Ben Watkins, Brett Ham, Carson Ferguson, and Michael Brown were the rest of the top five. And then on Sunday, racing moved over to Cherokee Speedway for the Blue-Gray 100. And the feature turned into a battle of attrition. Ross Bales led all the way to lap 79 when a flat right rear sent him to the work area for some fresh rubber. Several other drivers also ended up pitting for new tires, but Chris Madden took advantage of the trouble for Bales, saved his stuff, and ended up going the distance to earn his 7th career Blue-Gray 100 victory. Brandon Overton finished second after challenging Madden late for the lead. Devin Moran was third, Carson Ferguson fourth, and Michael Brown again finished in the top five. The fifth place finish for Brown clinched him the 2021 Carolina Clash Championship as well. The Extreme Dirker Series goes quiet now for a few weeks, but returns to action on December 4th at Volunteer Speedway for the Grinch 40. In weekend modified action, Nick Hoffman won the eighth annual Rudiman Memorial at Volusia down in Florida. He topped Victor Lee, Kenny Wallace, Chris Arnold, and Todd Neheiser for the $7,000 win. Before we close out today, I wanted to touch on a news item from Friday night. For 2022, the Chili Bowl Nationals is basically dropping its requirement that drivers be 16 years old to enter the event. Going forward, any driver under the age of 16 will be put before an advisory committee to gain approval to race at the event. 
It's been a very good year for several young, very talented drivers, and this move feels like it's very much in response to that. We've seen drivers like Corey Day, Ryan Timms, Brent Cruz, Bryant Wiedemann, and others win, and win a lot. I know there are going to be some that won't like this move, but I don't know how you look at a driver like Ryan Timms or someone like Corey Day and say they aren't allowed to race somewhere. Both have midget and sprint car wins this season. Corey Day has a 410 win with the King of the West Series back in September. That's not just some podunk, you know, weekly racetrack that had 12 cars in it that Corey Day won. That's a King of the West show. Now, a lot of these kids are incredibly capable behind the wheel, and I have absolutely no problem with them being allowed to race at the Chili Bowl. Certainly plenty of other people that have raced at the Chili Bowl over the years that probably shouldn't have been there. Drop me a comment. Let me know where you stand on this issue and what you think about some of these young guys getting opportunities to race at the Chili Bowl. There are two shows on the streaming schedule today. Dirt Vision has round number two of the iRacing World of Outlaws World Championship from the virtual Kokomo Speedway. I believe that race is also going to be streamed live on YouTube as well. That's around at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. And Flow Racing has Flow 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.